Today, our podcast is on cosmetic facial fillers. Fillers are a very popular cosmetic non-surgical facial rejuvenation procedure for both men and women. Statistics indicate over 2 million dermal filler injections are done in the U.S. each year. Beautify.com wanted to know more about the different type of fillers, what results you can expect, and why injection technique is an important for a natural look. To discuss this topic, we went to Dr. Rebecca Bax, board-certified dermatologist and medical director of Bax Cosmetical in Paramus, New Jersey. Dr. Bax specializes in cosmetic dermatology and is a certified injection specialist who has performed thousands of injections. I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Bax to Beautify.com's podcast on advanced facial fillers and most importantly, how to achieve natural looking results. Welcome Thank Dr. Bax. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're gonna begin with a very basic two questions. What are dermal fillers and how do they actually work to help rejuvenate a person's facial appearance? Great questions. Dermal fillers come in many different varieties. The vast majority of them are made of hyaluronic acid, HA. It's in a lot of moisturizers these days. It's a very popular chemical, but it's been used in fillers for many years at this point. The first FDA approved hyaluronic acid filler in this country was Restylane. And after that, the marketplace just exploded and we have dozens of them. Um, and they work incredibly well because it's a safe natural chemical. It gets injected into the face in various locations and it restores volume that's been lost. So as people get older, or maybe they've had trauma to some area of their face and they've lost some fat or volume and that makes them look older. So you can restore that volume by injecting the fillers. And in addition, they can help reduce the appearance of lines and wrinkles um, in certain areas. So most of the fillers are hyaluronic acid. They help by restoring volume and reducing lines. That's the basics. I'd just like to mention two additional sorts of fillers. Um, one is called Radius, which is not made of hyaluronic acid. It's made of a, a bony substance, but that also works to help improve um, volume loss in the face as well as Sculptra, which is usually lumped in with the fillers and it functions as a filler, but it's really a collagen stimulator. And that's one of the things that the hyaluronic acid fillers do over time is that they help stimulate collagen to grow. Sculptra is repeated injections of basically a powderized substance in a liquid that basically stimulates collagen production and can function to work like a filler and improve um, the volume loss that happens over time on the face. So I think most of what we're going to be talking about today are the hyaluronic acid fillers. Those are the ones that are extremely popular in all the magazines. You can inject them into lips. You can inject them in many different areas of the face. But I just wanted to mention those other two products that are slight variations, a little bit different, but are usually within the same category of fillers. It's interesting you noted that there are seem to be everywhere. I've just seen a ton of commercials on Juvederm, Botox Cosmetics, and other injectables. Uh, I just, how does, how do you help a person select what facial filler will work for them? 
Yes, that's a great question. And I will on occasion have patients come in asking for a particular thing. They want this brand or that brand, their friend had it. The thing is, it's really up to the injector in my opinion. Um, the products are all in a lot of ways very similar, but there are slight differences between them. And it's really a discussion between who's injecting it and who is receiving the injections as to what are their aims and goals and what would be the best way to achieve those. And that conversation, everyone has to be on the same page. And if you're not on the same page with whoever is going to be injecting, then I would say, obviously don't do it. Um, and I find the same as an injector. I need to be on the same page with my patients, if somebody is coming in demanding a particular thing and I don't think that that's right for them and they don't want to listen to me, I'm certainly not going to just oblige them and do whatever it is that they ask for. So really it's a conversation and it has to be left to the expert injector um, as to what they think is going to be the right product. Not all injectors carry all of the products. That's the other thing, right? It depends on kind of how many injections your injector is doing. The different products are carried by different, they're, they're owned by different companies and those companies will come in and sell them to the injectors and they will often give a volume discount if you buy a lot of their products. So you may find that you go to an injector and they only offer one thing because that's the company that they have contracted with. In my office, I'm fortunate we do so many injections. I like to really carry almost everything. Um, I probably don't have every single last filler, but I have a, a wide variety. And honestly, sometimes it's difficult to choose because a lot of them are very similar, uh, but it's really a conversation between the patient and the injector and making sure everybody's on the same page. And the, there's a lot of nuance with the fillers and what is better for this and what is better for that. Some things are better for volume, some things are better for cheeks, some things are better for lips, some things are better for fine lines and wrinkles. You know, there's different price points, different sizes of syringes. There really is so much choice. It is overwhelming. And I don't think that a patient on the internet could figure it out themselves as to what is appropriate for them. It's really an expert injector opinion. I see. So the conversation and spending time, getting to know the patients, getting to know their goals, and certainly knowing the products and what they can do is important. So there's different products for lips, face, and I even recently found out that you can do your hands. Is Absolutely. This is absolutely true. So I am a bit conservative and I tend to like to stick with things that have been FDA approved for certain areas, although there is no rule that you have to do that. But I would tend to stick to something that's been FDA approved the hands to use it in the hands because there you have it. It's been proven to work well there. I, the lips is just such a sensitive area. We do have a few um, products that are approved for use in the lips. So I tend to like to stick to those. Um, you know, there's nothing that says that you can't inject one particular filler in different areas, but I tend to go with where they have been FDA approved. Um, but yes, there's, you know, for the cheeks, you know, Voluma, Restylane Lift, Restylane Contour for the lips, there's Restylane, Restylane Kiss, Juvederm, regular Juvederm, Juvederm Volbella, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of the, I mean, I just rattled off multiple things for multiple areas and that's just the beginning. Um, so like I said, it, it does get a bit overwhelming. There are just so many choices. And again, it's a little bit about what does the doctor stock your, whoever is injecting you, what is your conversation with them? Can you come to a conclusion that everybody is happy with? Um, and that's sort of how you take it from there. 
Well, that makes a lot of sense to me because I've seen some individuals that look like, you know, perhaps their lips are overfilled. They don't look natural. Is there particular techniques you use with injections? You know, it's such a good question. And I have so many patients that come in for consultations done and they are so afraid to have something done because they have seen either people on TV or people in their community walking around looking weird. Either their cheeks are blown up or their lips are really, um, you know, sticking out when they didn't used to be that way. Those are the two things that I hear people complaining about the most, overdone cheeks and overdone lips. And they're afraid to have injections because of that. But from my perspective, that is not the product. It is not the product that is being injected that is causing that look. It is who is injecting it. And again, the conversation between the injector and the patient, maybe the patient wants that look and the injector is willing to give it to them. Maybe it's a patient who keeps asking for stuff and the injector doesn't know how to say, no, you shouldn't do anymore because it's going to start to look fake. Um, you know, it's hard for me to say because I don't practice that way. I really like doing natural injections. I really feel that nobody should know that you've had any injections done. Um, so we tend to, you know, really just try to do it in a very natural style. Sometimes I don't even really understand how people are very fake looking looks. I don't even, I don't even really understand the technique that gets them to that other than maybe just too much. Um, but I've been doing it for so long. It's almost hard to even describe you know, verbally what the technique is, you know, if you're sort of learning injections, you kind of have to learn to do it from somebody else who is injecting and watch them do it and then practice in addition to studying the different techniques. But, you know, there's some people use cannulas, some people use serial puncture, um, some people, there's a lot of different ways of talking about injections, but there's nothing really that um, there's no rule. Oh, you must do it this way to receive natural injections. It's really an art. That's where the art comes into it and not as much of the science. And I think it's really important when you're trying to choose who you want to do your injections that you look at their before and after photos. I mean, most people have a lot of before and after photos on their websites or on their social media feeds. And if those photos are looking good to you, then that would be somebody that maybe you want to discuss. But if you see a lot of photos where the people look overdone, maybe that's not, not how you wanna do it, um, where you wanna go. I would also say, you can also look at the person who is doing the injections. Do they, a lot of people do their own injections on themselves. You can also look at their staff. How do their staff look? Does their staff look natural? Is their staff overdone? Because they are probably also injecting their staff. And I think these are fair questions to ask. People ask me these questions all the time. They ask me, you know, do you do your own injections? It used to be easier when we weren't wearing so many masks, um, but I think before and after photos are really important. So it's hard for me to describe the technique, but yes, technique matters. And yes, who you choose to do your injections matter. I think it's less important which exact filler is used because like I said, there's many different choices, um, but really it's, it's about finding the right person to do your injections that you, you, the, you, the patient and the person doing the injection share the same vision. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And um, I've seen lately that um, individuals are looking for other ways either to save money or have fun. And they have these so-called Botox uh, parties, or you can go to a non-medical setting and receive your injections. Is that something you've seen and recommend that individuals do? I have absolutely 
seen it, or at least I've never seen it in person, but I've heard about it for many years. This has been going on for many years. I have always advised against it. Um, my take on it is as follows. Firstly, it is often, depending on the state, not legal for whoever is doing that to be doing it. And so you have to question the morals of the person who's doing it and where are they getting their stuff to inject you, right? But assuming it's legal and assuming that they're getting this, this stuff to inject you legitimately, which may or may not be the case, um, then you have to ask yourself, is this somewhere that I want to go to have my injections? These are need to be done with clean technique. It's not necessarily sterile technique, but clean technique. Where are the sharps? There are sharp needles being disposed of. What happens if you have a complication? Where will you go? Who will help you? And I would just say that the products are so safe and it's very hard to hurt somebody with these products, but on the rare occasion that something rare happens, you want to be in the hands of somebody who knows how to handle that complication. If you're gonna be the one in a hundred thousand person that gets a reaction um, or a bad complication, if you had it injected in somebody's house at a party, where, where do you go? An emergency room is not gonna know how to help you. Um, who's gonna help you? And so that it's sort of like worst case scenario. Maybe you're saving a couple of bucks. Maybe it generally works out okay. Cause like I said, the, the, stu the stuff that is being injected is generally very safe. But in the off chance that you have a problem, I just think it really raises many issues about where are you gonna go? How are you gonna get your problem fixed? And there are problems that can happen. I mean, fillers do have complications and side effects. Maybe this would be a good segue to just mention them. There have been reported cases of blindness that happen from fillers. Oh. If the filler is injected into an artery that then leads to the eye. It is very rare. Knock on wood, I have never seen that myself. I hope to never see that but that would be an emergency. Filler also does can cause skin necrosis, same idea. It gets into an artery and blocks the blood flow to the skin in a particular area of the face. That is an emergency that needs to be dealt with in an emergent manner in a doctor's office with somebody who knows how to handle that. Um, you know, you can get lumps and bumps from fillers. That's probably the most common issue. Um, and those need to be dealt with by your hopefully physician injector who knows how to handle it. Um, but you know, there's lots of places to get injections. There's lots of different price points. I don't think we're gonna see the party situation disappearing. It's been around for a long time. I do not advocate for that. Um, and I would just say buyer beware, be careful. Well, yes, I, I would agree with you. And, and if you're in a, circumstances that how do you even know you're getting an authentic product? How do you know you're getting the FDA approved product? In somebody's house, I honestly have no idea. In my office, I, if someone would like to see it, I will often show them the box. I show them the Botox bottle and the, and the box of Botox or whatever, or Dysport or whatever the injection is that we're doing. Um, the filler, I really think it's about trusting your injector. We buy all of our stuff legitimately from the proper channels, but the stuff is expensive. And so, you know, it's expensive to have these injections. That's why I wonder sometimes about if you're going somewhere and the price is so inexpensive, how do you, how do you justify that? It's a little bit, you get what you pay for. Where are they getting their stuff? Are they importing it illegally? Is it stolen? I, I don't know. And sometimes I hear about the prices that are being advertised. I really wonder where someone is getting the materials because at those prices, I don't think it's legitimate 
um, legitimate product. Um, so I think it is very hard as a consumer and that's why I think it's best to stick to a certified injector, preferably a medical professional, preferably a board certified dermatologist or plastic surgeon or facial plastic surgeon or somebody who is expertly trained in this and has done it many, many, many times and who can handle the very rare complications. The complications are very rare, but they do happen. And if it happens to you, you want to be able to go directly back to your injector and have that complication dealt with. Well, yes, that makes um, total sense. And you know, we need as consumers to ask questions. And as you said, buyer beware. Well, I left, left two questions for the last one and they generally are the most important. Does it hurt? And when can you see results? So does it hurt? Yes, but not a lot. I mean, minimal discomfort. Um, we usually recommend that patients use a numbing cream, either a four or 5% lidocaine of some type. The 4% is over the counter, the 5% is prescription an hour before they come in and that they rub it on uh, further when they're in our office. Sometimes we also have our super duper numbing cream that we will add on top of their numbing cream depending on the area that we're doing. I, people always can tolerate it, but to say that it's pain-free, I think is incorrect. I used to do nerve blocks for lip injections many years ago, and I just have found that the nerve block itself causes pain and bruising and swelling, and I just have found it not necessary over the last number of years, if we just do a very good topical numbing protocol. So basically we focus on topical numbing. There are some patients who do it with no numbing creams, um, but most of our patients will do numbing cream in advance to take the edge off of it. I would say it's minimal discomfort, but it is slightly uncomfortable. Um, the other question was, when can you receive results? So with fillers, typically it is immediate. So that's really nice. However, I always tell patients the best results are not immediate. You can see results immediately, but it's not its best immediately. I tend to like to see my filler patients the first time they do it in follow-up in about a month. That way, any lumps or bumps and swelling and bruising is all gone, and we can compare before and after photos and see how they did. Um, that's typically when I like to see people back in about a month. But as I said previously, a lot of the hyaluronic acid fillers do stimulate collagen production. So I find depending on the area of the face and what we're using the filler for, that there are some patients who after you've done it a couple of times, it starts to last um, a lot longer and the results improve over time because the collagen has been stimulated to grow. In addition, hyaluronic acid is hydrophilic. It absorbs water inside the body. So I always tell patients to stay well hydrated, which is healthy for your body anyway. And if you stay well hydrated, your filler will remain plumped up and well hydrated. It's a natural substance. So if your body gets dehydrated, the filler can shrink a little bit. If your body is well hydrated, the filler will expand a little bit. So it kind of can wax and wane with your own normal body in terms of how much fluid you're retaining. Um, and it can stimulate collagen to grow over time. So we use fillers for many things. I mean, lips is sort of a very common one. And that's one where you really can see it. If someone gets dehydrated, the filler can shrink down. And if they still well hydrated, it plumps up and looks beautiful. So I think that you can see the results immediately, but it's not best immediately. And the best results really are over time. I'm sure our audience learned a lot. And if they'd like to reach you, they can phone your office at 201-265-1300. Or if you'd like to learn more about the services Dr. Bax provides, go to 
cosmetical.com. For more beauty tips, trends, blogs, and influencers, go to beautify.com.